back everybody to the podcast series Unplugged in St Kilda. We're talking to a number of musicians who lived and played gigs in St Kilda back in the 70s, 80s and 90s. We're asking them about the highlights of being in the area back then and how it contributed to their lives as musicians. Today we have a very special guest. Genevieve McGuckin moved here from Brisbane when she was still young. She loved bands and was very soon emerged in the Melbourne punk scene. St Kilda was the first place she moved to and she soon found her tribe, a group of musicians, uh, mostly from the band The Boys Next Door and other friends who shared her taste in music. Having already played musical instruments, Jen became a founding member of the band These Immortal Souls, along with partner and fellow musician Roland S. Howard. She's a long-term resident of St Kilda and I've really been looking forward to having her here. Jen, welcome to the show. Hi, Sally. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming along. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, so firstly, Jen, can you give us a brief summary of how you started out in bands? Um, I'd always loved uh, music, loved bands. Um, uh, at my first gig in Brisbane was at Rolling Stones, which weren't a particularly fat for it, but um, the Saints played at my orientation week at uni and it was just uh, I loved the feeling, the atmosphere. Um, I liked music that was a bit different and I didn't think I'd ever meet anybody who had the same musical taste as I did. And then I came down to Melbourne and I met a friend called Mari Hoy and together we moved to St Kilda and um, we just loved St Kilda and we started playing together. She was a singer and I was playing guitar at that stage. And um, and then I met Nick and Roland and all these people who were, you know, young musicians and some of them started moving to St Kilda as well. So it became more and more of a community. And uh, then I was asked to be in a band with them and um, I was in this silly band called uh, The Little Cuties that uh, opened uh, the first gig at the Crystal Ballroom um, before The Boys Next Door. And um, we did things like, you know, David Bowie and uh, television Brian Ferry covers, you know, wherein with the in crowd, really silly stuff. But it was fun. And I just thought this is what I want to do. I love it. Yeah. Must have been a great time. <laughs> it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so when did you move to St Kilda? Um, 1977 I moved here. Mari and I had been living in Carlton and we went exploring and we came down to St Kilda and it was just such an exciting mix of East European sort of uh, refugee people, amazing delis and roll mops and gefilte fish and uh, people speaking different languages and uh, laughing and playing chess and being impassioned about things. And then there was this gorgeous sea. There was amazing architecture. You know, the flats were far more interesting yep. than anything we would have been able to live in in the north side. And um, it was sort of run down. It had a seedy side as well. So there was uh, the sort of working girls and a lot of sort of petty crime and stuff. But in, in a way that just made it more exciting and edgy and it could be a bit dicey when you left home to go to the shop. You, you know, have 
curb crawlers stopping every five seconds, but apart from that, <laughs> yeah, we were able to deal with that. Yeah. Yep. And I'm, I guess it must have been very different to where you grew up then. In Absolutely Brisbane. polar opposite, yeah. yeah. I grew up in inner city Brisbane, uh, a sort of small rundownish suburb called um, East Brisbane, and uh, it was very suburban in a funny way. It was just everyone was in their own houses and doing their own things and you only ever met anyone at school and there just didn't seem to be any feeling of life or any street life, definitely. Yeah. And uh, so I just found St Kilda incredibly inspiring. Just <laughs> Now, I understand that when you first moved to St Kilda, one of your favourite things to do was to look around at our beautiful buildings. Yes. Uh, could you tell us about any that were really meaningful to you? Well, the first building that Murray and I moved into was in St Leonard's, was called Del Mari, and it was an old uh, art deco building with our bedrooms had curved windows in them and it had one of those little dinettes where you slide in to have breakfast sort of thing. It had a porthole windows. It was just we had no furniture. We had a, a bumper bar of a car on the floor, I think, in the lounge room. We did have a table and um, bed, mattresses on the floor and I think that was about it. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, we we were so young and... Um, you know, it was all about doing, not, yep. you know, what it was like at home. And strangely enough, the people in Ackland Street, like the owners of the delis and everything, at first they thought we were a bit weird, but then they sort of adopted us and, you know, we'd find the waitress at the Scheherazade would always give us free cappuccinos and, oh. you know, um, they couldn't quite work us out. They thought we were too young to be living away from home. Yeah. And so they wanted to feed us, which oh. was very... Yeah. <laughs> they want to look after you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a really nice story, actually. Yeah. It was just a community, you yeah. know. Um, it really was. And it was so different. I mean, just to have people speaking, you know, five different languages that you'd hear every time you left the house. And, yeah, yeah. Um, there was the police side and everything, and they were omnipresent yep. at that stage. And, you know, you'd walk down the street and they'd think you were a working girl or whatever. You had to walk really close to the fence and, you know, carry shopping at all times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, yeah, I do know the Delmarie Apartments. Oh, do you? Uh, yeah, it's oh. a beautiful building. Oh, and, it's yeah, so great. That yeah. It's the white sort of one with a bit of blue on it, I think. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 just up from the corner. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, that's it. Had Mari in the name, we thought this was meant to be, you know. Yeah. And it was $11 a week yep, for yep. the whole uh, apartment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, wow. Things have changed, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yep. they have indeed. <laughs> and also um, uh, that was where I first met Nick and Roland and where we first became friends and we'd go up on the roof. They had a roof there and... Um, and there was another building I really loved, which was on the corner of Robe Street, yep. um, and it's got a sort of octagonal tower, and Roland and I used to uh, go up there all the time. It was like our home away from home oh. and sit in the sun, and it was just this vast area, really quite big, and you'd get upstairs at the back 
sort of fire escape and no one knew you were up there and wow. it was like our tree house or something. Yeah. 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 And there's oh, a photo beautiful. that Peter Milne took actually of, yeah. Is that the one that we there. were talking about? The yeah, uh, yeah, that's a beautiful photo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I look like a little uh, Ukrainian famine victim or something, <laughs> but a happy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You both look very young, but very yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, so that was on Robe Street, was it? Yeah, and yeah. life just seemed full of possibility. Oh. You know? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, it was great, and. Um, I had a piano and um, I used to play guitar, you know, I wanted to play guitar in a band, but um, living with Roland and Mick Harvey, I sort of thought after a while, you know, they were just sort of playing about three times a week, so Mm. they were getting better and I'm a bit shy anyway, I think, so I just thought, oh, maybe I'll... Leave, I'll do that, but I'll do something else oh, in a band. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, I'll just be playing um, sort of rhythm or something to Roland. Or though Roland always said he really liked my guitar playing, oh, which is I'm very sure sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's lovely. <laughs> um, so, what was that like compared to living on the Esplanade? Ah. Living on the Esplanade uh, was different. Like once Roland and I realised we were in love, um, I, uh, we moved in with Mick Harvey. He had a, a spare bedroom. Well, actually, Roland was already there with Mick Harvey and I moved in with Roland, yeah. yeah. And so we lived at Mandalay, um, which is another great building. There's so many great yeah, buildings that yeah. I've lived in in St Kilda. Oh, yeah. beautiful. Um, and uh, that was where Roland joined the boys next door and he'd been in a band called Young Charlatans and um, we were writing a lot of songs together, which was great. Yeah, yeah. so there was a lot of a lot of creativity. Yeah, everybody was... Um, nobody was having any sort of angst about, you know, creativity. Everyone was just doing it. Yeah, it was just yeah. this wonderful feeling that it didn't matter if you were great at something or, you know, only halfway good. The only way to be good was to keep doing it and doing it. And we used to draw a lot and stick drawings up on the walls and it was just a... Um, I look back on it now and I think, wow, what a great group of people. That, yeah, you know, yeah. I met some really amazing people and um, they all ended up having one thing in common that we lived in St Kilda. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's come up a few times, you know, with different artists that I've interviewed. Um, you know, St Kilda was always this, you know, creative spot where people sort of just came together and made their music or art or, you know, yeah, all types of creativity, just sort of, yeah, a little sort of hub of it. Yeah, and it just sounds like a wonderful time, wonderful thing to be part of. It hadn't seemed like that before we moved there. It seemed yep. like um, a sort of down at heel, faded glory, you know, from the holiday um, resort of the 20s yes. um, to the sort of a lot of widows living there, um, a lot of uh, refugees from Germany and the war, Second World War. 
and it didn't really seem to be much of an artistic thing, or maybe we didn't know because we didn't speak the same language. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. I bet there were very interesting people around, like always big tables at the Scheherazade. But um, it just became more and more so, and I think the fact that it was a bit edgy and that there was um, sex work and, and petty crime going on a lot made it sort of edgy maybe made us take more risks yeah but made us take more risks creatively as well yeah wonderful yeah 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 because I was trying to think how St Kilda affected you know and I think that was it it was before um people moved to St Kilda that was more poppy or more this and that and then it got more sort of um trying to achieve something more than that yeah yeah um, now, for many reasons, you were very pleased that the laneway between Jackson Street and Eildon <laughs> Road was named after Roland. Um, he shared the love of St Kilda too. He absolutely did. Um, and, uh, in fact, uh, he moved from home straight to St Kilda and, um, when he was you know, 16, 16 and a half. Um, he was always very precocious, Roland. And... Um, he, when we came back from England, we lived in England for 20 years or something, but when we came back we went straight back to St Kilda and it was just a good fit. We looked at other places but we just couldn't imagine ourselves there and St Kilda just seemed like home and there'd been such a great community and... Um, and uh, he was, uh, he loved the buildings, he loved the sea. Um, we'd always go for walks at night and talk, 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 or sit by the sea and always look at the sunsets. Yeah. I mean, it's like a, a free thing that happens every day. That's these amazing right. sunsets. Yeah, yeah. And, and just this, like, beautiful area. You know, we used to think, God, People overseas would pay millions of dollars, you know, to live somewhere like this. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you might not have had to hire a spot on the beach like you do in Nice or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was always something much more interesting than that going on anyway. And um, Roland loved it and he mentioned it in a lot of his songs. Yeah. Um, you know, the Street of Grey is Grey Street and um, he wrote a couple of books which um, I'm hoping to get published actually, yep. which are actually really good and they're set sort of much like Roland himself. They're set in St Hilda, London, Berlin and New Orleans. Oh, yeah. so the, no, some novels that he's written? Yeah. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, he was a beautiful writer. Yeah, yeah. I can imagine. So... Um, I think no one would be more surprised than Roland um, to know that he he was uh, in the street directory. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, could Google yep. Roland as Howard Avenue. Yep. Um, he'd think it was hilarious, I think, yeah. <laughs> that um, it's very fitting and I was really pleased with the council for making that decision, I thought. You know, yeah. there's so many things named after battles or, you know, wars, generals, yeah, whatever. It's, yep, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And you have the Byron and, um, you know, streets in Elwood. Yes, yeah. Um, so 
Milton. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> all the writers. Yeah, all the writers. Tennyson. Yep. Yeah. And so I thought that was that was lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is yeah. lovely. Yeah. And I go and visit him there sometimes. I just go for walks and it's yeah, just nice. To, yeah. It's a huge sign. It's like six it foot long. It is, yeah. <laughs> I think that, to, that was part of the hold-up, wasn't it? Because it, it was, was such a, yeah, a battle getting to, it onto the street side. Yeah, so. they had to make it out of a different stuff so it didn't sag. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. <laughs> and they were really worried that people were going to nick it. Oh, yeah. right. Yeah. Hopefully no one's tried that yet. <laughs> no. Yeah. They actually gave me one, oh, like right. a copy, so yeah, I've yeah. got one at home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My hallway. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, we're all in nice. just Howard Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now, um, so you've lived in St Kilda for a long time. Um, how has it changed for you over the time? Oh, it's changed massively. Yeah. Um, I think like anything that gets interesting and bohemian and artistic, then other people start wanting a piece of it and um, and it gentrifies a place, um, which is a, a shame really, but it's just a cycle. So yeah. I think it got gentrified and the rents went up and um, I think that's still a problem with St Kilda, that there's, you know, there's more empty shops and stuff than there should be because... And we, we need more community-type shops like florists and fruit shops and, yeah, you know, yeah. things that are more a bit like Carlisle Street or, you know... Yeah, yeah. Like there's so many restaurants and cafes but hardly anywhere to get your clothes dry-cleaned or... Um, you know, your shoes fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point, actually. <laughs> um, but the rents just went crazy and so different sort of people um, moved in and, and a lot of the artistic people had to move out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now I think it's going full circle where you see young people again starting to move in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hopefully and that starts up something yeah. again. But yep. it's, um, you know, I still love it as a place to live. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I know that it's different and I, um, I still love it. You know, I still love walking around. I know a lot of people now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel very at home. Uh I don't know. I went and stayed with Roland's brother Harry and Edwina in Northcote for a while in between flats and um, they kept saying, you know, move over this way. But I don't know. I just didn't feel right. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny how it's either one or the other, isn't it? It's either <laughs> north or south. It is. <laughs> it is. You can't go west or um, <laughs> northwest. Or, yeah. Uh, and my lifestyle is as such that I would, um, I walk a lot of places. So it's nice to be somewhere that's, you know, there's so much greenery and and sea. I like the fact that there's an end to the city, that it just stops and stops. Yeah. 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 And do you still look up at the buildings? Always. Always. <laughs> Always, yeah. And I have, you know, um, I even go around and photograph oh. the buildings that I used to live in oh, every nice. so often. Yeah. yeah. Have they changed much? 
um, yeah, but they've got much more, <laughs> much uh, richer looking. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they've all painted and the windows are clean and. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw a photo of um the Mandalay um from I think it was, oh before that got painted again in. Oh, it must have been the eighties or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it looks so different to how yeah, it is it today. It yeah. Does. yeah, yeah. They've actually um, brought out the old features more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think they've yeah. moved some panels from part of the building down to oh, yeah. down to the front or something. Yeah, it just looks so different. But it was always great that you could sit in the lounge room at Mandalay and there was a window and you looked out over the grass and then over the esplanade and then there was the sea. Oh, it was yeah, just, yeah, it must have been a beautiful and you could just view. run across the road at night, you know, in the bare feet and oh. feel grass under your feet and, yeah, yeah. we used to do crazy things. And, yeah. <laughs> Jump off the the PR and yep. yeah, stuff that I'd never do now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're wonderful memories though. Yeah. Um, now you did touch on this a little bit earlier. Um, my next question is: What impact do you think um, Saint Kilda had on you and your music? You touched on it, saying that um, it made it, you think it made you be more creative or have the. Um, I think yeah, I think it made people's boundaries uh, stretch their boundaries somehow yeah yep. and I think that the combination of different people that were there and also just we were uh, most of us were pretty interested in other cultures and and um art and you you know European art even from the first half of the 20th century and uh, just to be near people who knew about this and, yep. yeah, had lived through it and um, had lived through the most incredible stuff that we could never even imagine. Yeah. Um, I think that also um, made us more aware somehow of, you know, um, uh, what life was really like, like, you know, the grist yeah, of life. Yep. Yeah. So I think... Um, and the fact, you know, of the uh, the sort of seedy side of St Kilda and that was sort of, you know, the, the edges were blurring between the worlds and, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Um, and, you know, I was just thinking maybe um, if St Kilda inspired people to be more creative and sort of drop their boundaries with things, it probably got them to sort of try more new things and not not be so worried about, where it's going to go or... Um... Uh, yes, and that wasn't always such a good thing. So, right. um, you know, there was sort of more experimentation with... Um, because, you know, there was also a sort of gangster side of St Kilda yeah. Yeah. And, um, and the police who were not always very straight. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, and so there, there was drugs available and things like that and so that sort of intruded upon it and became part of of that time yep. in St Kilda and then St Kilda began to get a, a bit of a reputation for that. Yep. Um, it had always been like that but because it had been to a certain part of society it wasn't but uh, really well known, I guess. Um, but... Yeah, so that bled into people's lives and, and um, there were quite a few casualties. Yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah. Not always um, <laughs> 
so positive. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the same things that made everyone open and um, more inspired also um, led to risk taking. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and just a wider knowledge of the world. You know, just. Um, yeah. I, I think it was um, very difficult um, to remain sort of um, innocent or guileless. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it's sort of a it's so, such a good thing to be um, inspired by, you know, to have all that sort of freedom and, mm. um, you know, different ways of being inspired. But, um, yeah, I guess it comes with its downside, but it's all really part of St Kilda, isn't it? It's it is. Just, yeah. It is. Yeah. Um, and yeah. and a, a part of St Kilda that some of us took with us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To other parts of the world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think um, as, you know, things like um, drugs and whatever as a form of inspiration only works for for a short period yeah, of time. Yeah, yeah. before it sort of turns inside yeah, out. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, Starts eating at the things that you thought yeah, it was helping. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, it's a um, it's a bit <laughs> sad, but it, yeah, as I said, it's part of part of St Kilda. It's part of life, yeah, yeah. part of life too. It that's is. right. Yeah, it is. And we were sort of um, an experiment, really, because um, the Vietnam War had just ended, and yeah, there was this yep. new supply of stuff, and they needed a new bunch of yeah, somebody to. Their new customers, yeah, basically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm. It's it's an interesting. It's, it's interesting to see how it's all related. You know. Yeah. It all sort of worked out. And that so way. what we saw so, it was just sort of you know risk taking and uh, having fun. Yeah. Yep. Became something else. Yeah. Something else. Yep. Yeah. Always does. I think also because drugs are illegal. That has that thing that necessarily people with not good intentions become involved because of the yeah. money. Yeah, yep, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and um, and their goal is to get you to spend as much money as possible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah it's tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, it took me a while to get myself over that one. Yeah, yeah. 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 But by the time I came back here... Um, and it was different, yeah, so that was good. It, it was different? Yeah. Um, yeah, yep. yeah. We came back in the 90s, the late 90s, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So things had changed a lot. Um, it had in gone the way through of, a big, yeah, 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 stage, and then it was, uh, you know, re, it was gentrifying again. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Certain elements had gone, yeah. Yeah. Um, and what impact do you think you and your music had on St Kilda? Um, personally, I don't know, but I mean, as a community, I think it had a huge impact. Yeah, I think, um, it just started, St Kilda started to be known overseas as, yeah. uh, somewhere that people came from yep. <laughs> in Australia. Um, and it was sort of like Australia's Detroit or something and, or New York and, um, a lot of overseas people who toured Australia would always want to come to St Kilda. Yeah. And a lot of them, you know, quite a few would ring up Roland and say, you know, we're playing and where's to go in St Kilda? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So uh, I think it, it just brought a group of people together that was into a certain sort of music and it uh, there was a lot of talent in there and you had Nick Cave and you had um, all sorts of people, yeah, Hugo yeah. Race, um, just people getting together, singing, going overseas and having success and, yeah. yeah. So necessarily affecting people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We had um, a chat with Dave Graney and Claire Moore. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and they, they were saying um, the same sort of thing about when they moved overseas and it was um, in London there was a big, big um, sort of group of people that were from St Kilda, musicians from yes, St Kilda and sort of put St Kilda on the map for a lot of people over there. Yes, yeah. yes they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, that that was amazing because before that they just thought of St Kilda as a tiny little island off Scotland. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's still, if you look it up on Google Maps, I think it still brings yeah. those results back to us. So. <laughs> yes, but um, it did achieve a certain notoriety and um, in a good way, I think, yeah. yeah. A, there were a lot of people that were very talented that came from that little community we didn't know we were a community of course yeah yeah we just thought we were a bunch of people um but <laughs> looking back on it you know yeah, I think when yeah. you're young you don't think in terms of community no, or whatever no Maybe it must something be so it's something to look back on and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so why do you feel the suburb of St Kilda is so important for live music I think every suburb is important for live music in a way, but um, I think St Kilda has a history of live music and people expect that history. And I still have people who come from overseas and they go, where can I go out in St Kilda? And there's not that many places at the moment, you know, even a dog's bar is not having music at the moment. So um, I really hope that somehow more venues end up opening in St Kilda because the community really needs them. Otherwise, everyone has to go and play somewhere else, somewhere you know, else. Yep. and it doesn't feed back into the place and it doesn't... Um, it's it's like if people stopped having live music in New Orleans or something, you know, it's it, uh, unthinkable. It is. It is, it? yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I'm, there's the ESPY, but they're not really, you know, everything's got much more commercialised, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And though um, so during COVID, you know, there were some really great little things like people playing on balconies. Oh, and, that was beautiful, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. loved that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think St Kilda will find a way through it, but I think people have got to stop being greedy about rents yes yeah. yeah yeah and of course the a lot of the new people that have moved in are more are older perhaps and don't want to hear live music yeah after seven o'clock at night yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah um yeah issues with noise I think that really sort of um turned things yeah. around it's a shame because I think people are universally affected by music. You can't help but be affected yeah. by music, even if your heartbeat is affected, you know, yeah. by music. And uh, everyone from different arts and whether they paint or act or write, they all listen to music and it all influences you. And and so you've got to have somewhere 
you know, to go to play yeah. it and you've got to have people to play it with. And That's right. Yeah, you got to keep it here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's precious. It is very precious. I don't yeah. think this government realises, you know, yeah. how precious the arts are. They think that, you know, we should get away from letting people study art at university or yeah. the arts oh, and make terrible. them all into engineers and, yeah. you yeah. know, and we the world doesn't just need engineers. No, 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 we need all types, don't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And even film. Films need music. Plays need That's music. That's right, yep. yeah. Television needs music. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, my last I question. I feel like I'm doing an ad for music. Now. Oh, no, why not? <laughs> why not? <laughs> um, now, speaking of venues, um, yes. do you have any favourite ones that you've played in, in St Kilda? Uh, it would have to be uh, the, the famous old Sea View. The Sea View. The Sea View, yes, before it became the Crystal Ballroom. Yeah. I mean, it was just so, such a wonderful building. And um, it you walked in and there was this massive red carpeted staircase that went upstairs <laughs> and this room that I'm always shocked at how small it is now yeah. I always think it was monstrous when I was young I thought it was wow. absolutely huge <laughs> and um you know with this huge stage and um definitely for me that was the first place I ever played live yep and wow. the feeling was just wonderful yeah and um, I played guitar and bass and um, Nick played piano and Roland played guitar and bass. We swapped. Yeah. And there was uh, Pierre Voltaire from who was later in The Models. And yep. there was just all sorts of people, Tracy and Mick Harvey, um, just having fun and playing music and oh. trying to get better at what we were doing. And Yeah. yeah. Bands like Crime and the City Solution and the Young Charlatans and Whirly World. Yeah. Um, yeah. You can get quite nostalgic for yeah. <laughs> the old days. Yeah, it's nice to look back on them. And I don't it? think anybody ever thought that they would end up sort of uh, being famous or anything like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sort of. Might have been some people's secret goal, but yeah, yeah, um, it was more that you just wanted to make effect. the music, and yeah, 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 have the chance to, yeah, to sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's been really heartening that Roland's music has become so much more popular, yeah, yeah, yeah. since he died, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Roland, the streets named after him, and whatever, and he knew nothing about it. Oh, yeah. Mm. But um, but then to him, music was about the doing, and he couldn't have done anything else. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, in fact, he rarely did anything else. Yeah. <laughs> Stayed in the zone. Yeah. yeah. He had a couple of. Um, he worked in a lamp factory for two days when he was 16. Yeah. And um, hated it. And um, yeah, I think there was only one. one um, 
He did teach music. To oh, kids he did. Yeah, at school in St Kilda, the oh. St Kilda Primary School. Oh, yeah. St Kilda Primary. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Sort of had oh. one of those after school, you know, kids oh, bands. Yeah. Yep. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, someone yeah. was making a little film about it, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But there must be f- hidden footage of that lying somewhere yeah. around. I'd love to see oh, it. Oh, that, that must have been amazing. Yeah, he loved it. <laughs> he loved it. Loved getting kids to be enthusiastic about noise. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, I guess it's such a good age for kids to, um, you know, try different instruments when they're that young yeah. and be exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. But there was something really special about um, St Kilda in the late 70s and this group of people sort of forming. Yeah. Whereas when Murray and I first moved there, there was only one other um, house with people that we knew and they were a band called The Moths. The Moths, that yeah. became the Primitive Calculators. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And... Um, they lived in Park Street or Lock Street, I think. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and everybody else was, you know, different and older and whatever, and then it just sort of became um, a meeting point. Yeah. It was yeah, great. yeah. Yeah. Oh, it sounds, sounds like it was mm. just wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right, Genevieve, it's been so lovely to have you here in the studio. Well, thank you very much for having me. No, no problem. It's great talking to people who have lived in the area for so long and have seen so many changes, uh, musically and otherwise. Uh, I'm so glad you could be involved in this project. I'm so glad to be involved. Uh, I've been looking forward to doing it. (laughs) (laughs) It's been in the works for a long time, hasn't it? it has. (laughs) Oh, that's great that we finally got to do it. So thank Thank you. Thank you, Sally. It's been a pleasure. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Unplugged in St Kilda. We're certainly finding out a lot about what the area was like back in the 70s, 80s and 90s. There was so much going on here that shaped people into the musicians they were born to be and helped them find their tribe of people who influenced them to make great music. Join me for another episode where we explore what makes St Kilda so amazing. This podcast was recorded on the land of the Kulin Nation. I'd like to thank the St Kilda Historical Society and its committee for the opportunity to carry out this project and for all their support along the way. The Historical Society does a lot of work throughout the year to preserve the history of our local area and make it accessible for all. Members pay $20 a year to join and receive three newsletters per year full of information and great stories. They have events throughout the year, including local history walks, talks and presentation of new research. See their website, stkildahistory.org.au, for more information. Our local council, the City of Port Phillip, does so much to support the magnificent arts here in St Kilda. A big thank you to the council for their funding in this podcast series as part of their cultural development fund. Thank you for seeing the value of this project and, in particular, thank you to Sharon Dawson for your guidance along the way. We look forward to seeing the other projects from this round of funding come to fruition as well. Sending out a big thank you to the animals for their assistance with the promotional side of this project. 
The animals are a one-stop shop for advertising, brand building and ID generation and have collaborated with many companies both here in Melbourne and around Australia. See their website, theanimals.com.au, for more. The Unplugged in St Kilda podcast was recorded at Big Ears Audio, 97 Wellington Street, St Kilda. I'd like to take a moment to thank Tony, Adrian, Laz and their team for doing such a brilliant job recording, editing and producing the series and for their professional advice along the way. And last but not least, I'd like to thank my wonderful volunteers who helped me put this series together, all the artists who gave their time for interviews and to you, the listener, for joining me. I've had a great time creating this project and I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you.